0: Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. You'll see a show doesn't often get to the opera, but for this episode, we're talking about a brand new one, developed as part of HERE Art Center's resident artist program from incredible composer-performer Paul Pinto. Paul and I have known each other for a few years now, and I consider him a great friend in addition to being an avid fan of his work. So maybe that's why I made it so awkward when I tried to introduce him on mic after a recent performance. Take a listen. I always start with people's name on the mic so there is a voice with the name welcome to it's so hard when I only have one other person and that one person is like oh such a great friend uh so let's just who are you Paul
1: I'm Paul Pinto <laughs> and what did you do on the show I wrote this piece what and I, I also performed in <laughs> <laughs> it it's always so awkward because yeah. I'm like I don't even know no, that's right I it's for just want to hang out with Paul it's for the people who don't know it Exactly. They want to yeah. go see the show. I uh, haven't seen it. It's almost like that's the that's name of my podcast. My name is Paul Pinto, and I wrote an opera called Thomas Paine and Violence, and I am also in it as a performer. And it is. Okay. Okay. How
0: do you, uh, so the first question I always ask, uh, on the podcast is what is the show? How do you describe the show? And, um, I can't wait to hear how you describe this cause I got oh, to see like an early rendition of this. So mm-hmm. I had an idea of what, what I was walking into cause this is the final, like fully realized version. Um, and I was still surprised knowing how, what I was coming in for. So how do you tell people, come see Thomas Paine and
1: violence? What do you tell them? They're coming to see? my elevator pitch. I try to work on with the publicist and sometimes (laughs) I fail is that it's an electronic opera sermon set in and around the mind of Thomas Paine after his death in a radio station in space and there's electronics and there's instruments and there's a chorus of brown people instigating him and he is played by Joan LaBarbera who is a she
0: because, this but, is a terrible elevator pitch. No, it's, <laughs> but but it's, it's amazing because <laughs> it's starting to get up. like. One of the things, the, the first thing I think of when I when I think of this piece, and and I thought of it before when when we had seen the uh, the workshop production, um, and it holds true here as well. Is words. There are a lot of words, and there are words upon words upon words. Uh, sometimes clashing, sometimes morphing into something else. Uh, it's it's such an incredibly Um, wordy piece that is so flippin' fun to follow to try to keep up with the speed of the thought is what it feels like. There's all these ideas
1: that are flying around, um, and they're Thomas Paine's ideas, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's like juxtaposing Thomas Paine's incredible writing with, um, like, pop culture and and just references that, that are is. like yeah just like w- <laughs> whatever's on my brain at the time um, i i mean it really is like radio stations changing all the time mm-hmm. like millions of signals emitting from one radio station in the ether going possibly everywhere possibly nowhere maybe someone's listening maybe no one's listening but that hasn't changed the performance of it and for me The words are themselves the music. So it started with just a shit ton of words. There's so many words in it. And the rate of speech is very fast. And I'm interested in that kind of like words as texture, language as music. And the fact that you get 50% of it, maybe less is actually exciting and it's intentional. There are some times where the words move fast and they're pitched in a really strange place in the voice in order to ask you to keep up with it and ask, like challenge you to keep up with it. And other times, like the first sentence is one sentence that takes three minutes to say. So playing with pacing of words is really important to me musically. And then if you add content on top of it, Paine is just a fucking great writer and has all these wonderful ideas and wonderful ways of phrasing things that I felt that my addition to that language is to make it harder to understand and make it fun to get lost in it. So I added more commas, more asides, more references, just more text. Uh, then you need to get the point of it.
0: But you worked with Tom Paine's words, right? A lot. Like I worked remote. with
1: P- Thomas Paine himself. I <laughs> I went to New Rochelle <laughs> where he was buried, and I and I did some some magic, some séances, some séances, yeah. and and chilled out with Paine himself. And he was like, "This is a great idea for an opera. Thank you for setting my words."
0: Just. Make it, make it more hip. Please Paul, just you, like
1: make it hip. Come on. Just for me, add like tons more words that I didn't write. <laughs> <laughs> why Thomas Payne
0: for you? Like, I mean, other than the fact that this is incredible, I, these are incredible ideas, yeah. uh, here of the American revolution, French revolution. Um, just a, a yeah. very important figure, but why? Like it, this is, uh. I mean, uh, obscure character. Too many of us sitting here in twenty. That's true. It's
1: a lot of people know Thomas Paine's name, but not really what he did. Thomas Paine, common sense guy. Yeah, that's like, that's ninety percent of the people that I talk to. But that's okay.
0: In the in the piece where where you give us the little piece of Tom Paine that everyone knows, and then you just stop, obliterate it. I love it. Great. It's one of my favorite moments in the piece. Come and see it just to get this. Um, But sorry, keep going though.
1: well, I mean, Thomas Paine is one of those interesting myth figures, too, where it's like, if you, if you know more than just, oh, didn't he write Common Sense? If you know more than that little tidbit, which I don't blame you for not knowing because he's just not in the history books that much. Um, you know, he didn't hold an elected office in our country, and so we don't read about him as we do about the other writers and elected officials and diplomats that were involved in the revolution. Paine was a war reporter, uh, a political philosopher, and an activist, a revolutionary activist. And those figures don't get the headlines that the big generals and big presidents do. That's not necessarily the reason I wrote the piece. I wrote it because I felt that Paine's ideas during these revolutions, the American Revolution, the French Revolution, and like the arguments surrounding those revolutions. He was a radical thinker, and those ideas are not new today, but we're still having these debates. Like, should we take care of the poor? We're still having those debates, and it's fucking crazy that we're still having those debates. And um, and so these ideas that would become social security, universal basic income, um, they, they were there and they were on the lips of so many people involved in the enlightenment and they're not new ideas, but we treat them like new and radical ideas. So in one way you can look at pain as a radical, which I do and that's cool. And the other way you think of him as a learned person of his time who was involved in science and interested in the arts, interested in literature, interested in words, interested in talking to people, um, Across the political and economic spectrum, and writing about them, and convincing them that, like, no, th- there are ideas that are important uh, about taking care of people, about when you you can remake societies in in a better image. You don't have to just do something because it's been that way. Um, and some ideas got him into trouble, as as they do when yeah. someone like gets soundbited or like. X's on the doors, yeah, we yeah, got that. Yeah. So
0: to, to just complicate this a little bit further, um, you, you talk about these great ideas and how they're not new and how it's crazy that it's, it's insane that we are like, still debating these, these things here. Um, and then with this incredibly fun and brilliant work of art, we're complicating the ideas further. What does that, what does that do? What does it do when we, we do lose 50% of what is said? What is the piece, what is the work of the piece in there?
1: Yeah, so one of the, pain is so eloquent, and so, I don't know about well spoken, but he was a great writer at communicating ideas clearly. Um, I wanted to imagine a world where he wasn't. I wanted to imagine a world where that editing happens live of throwing out ideas, and having to oh, no, walk that back. That's not exactly what I meant. Here it is. Here's yeah. what actually I meant. Right, no, right. i got to walk that back again. Um, and the things that get in the way of a well-reasoned argument, uh, social constraints, censorship, language barriers, Trey impediments, out yeah, uh, like of all, of, all of these things that exist um, that get in the way of just formulating a really good, clear idea, I wanted to see what happens if we throw all that stuff on top of Payne's words. People talking over one another. People changing languages, (laughs) uh, like, for a moment. Um, People speaking too quickly. People saying a word, poverty, and, and like, reversing it, and, like, kind of scrambling their speech. All that stuff is really interesting orally to me. And so I wanted to see what happens if I could build an opera based on those ideas.
0: The other lovely thing about this, and... uh, it's it's so fun that it's so self-referential as we go through. Um, we, we, we talk to uh, the musicians on stage by name, their actual name, and you call yourself out in a, a really fun uh, self-referential line in the middle of the piece. Um, talk to me about like the, the process of putting this together and making it self-referential because did you know it would be Aaron and Melanie and Andrew and Jeff when you were writing the piece? Are these things that you, you kind of create in, in, um, in the room as you're working? Yeah,
1: there are adjustments, right? Like the, when, you, when I wrote the original score, I put the name of the people who were going to do the workshop with me in the score, and then I change it for, for these guys um and joan even like yeah
0: it's it's obviously written for joan oh sure is yeah yeah yeah
1: she was the first collaborator like she was yeah she was the star in the middle of it like and i mean that both as like a performing star and like the center of the (laughs) solar system
0: it's uh that's kind of what i'm looking at right here actually the center of that solar system
1: yeah She's, she's the thing that everything orbits around and um and I mean, and I mean that in terms of like building the piece. I built Joan's part, and everything else filled in because what was necessary for her to have trouble broadcasting and to have these instigators and these questioners uh, and these accomplices and these hype men that all had to—it's all based on assisting her tell the say these words out loud.
0: And I hope that means that there can be a life for this piece from this because it's so. Uh, it's so imperative to have these people in this room in this space with these things to tell this particular story as it is, as it exists right now. Uh, are there plans to record it? Are there plans to um, perform it again after the run it here? What it what, what happens to the piece? Does it start to translate the way your words translate within the piece as it moves forward in time?
1: Yeah, I think it's a. I mean, I still. I still think like I've formed a band to do this version and I feel very good about that band, but I don't need to be in it. Like I feel that's, the reason I still consider myself a classical composer is that very reason that I can score it out, put it down on paper and like, or in Ableton session, (laughs) or like (laughs) just put it down in some mode that can translate and have someone else pick it up. I feel very good about that. For, for now, one thing I'm really interested in is the performance practice of my work and so I I teach it. I, I I think like there are ideas that have to be worked out in the room no matter what type of piece you have. The score is just a starting point. Right. So um yeah, I feel I feel good about doing that work with this band and I yeah, there's there's plans of what happens next, but um there can be more plans <laughs> like i want like some uh high school in iowa to pick it up Oh, you Iowa high, high school schools. in iowa please pick up this and, <laughs> and do it for your teachers
0: oh man i i can't i would love to see the letters to the school board after that it'd be amazing um what is uh what uh, thomas Paine or otherwise what's next for paul pinto
1: uh i'm gonna move to southeast asia for three months
0: that's a good. That's a good plan. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> write.
1: I'm gonna write some music. I'm gonna do some Robert Ashley operas next year. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna take a, a break from performing and just write and read and eat food.
0: Well, I this better not be the last of your uh, compositions. On no stage. way, man! No, Absolutely,
1: just gonna. I just need a break. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, just two more nights, three more nights of Thomas Paine and Violence. I'll have this up when there's only two more nights, unfortunately. Okay. But uh, listeners, come and see Thomas Paine and Violence. We are at HERE Art Center, and it's only through Saturday, the 18th, 18th was that the day? Yeah. Yeah. of 2017. Paul, thank you so much Thanks, for the Absolutely brilliant work. Cheers, man. Thank you, Paul, for hanging out after the show to chat and for an excellent show. You can catch Thomas Paine in Violence at Here Arts Center, 145 6th Avenue in Manhattan, for just two more performances from the posting of this episode, so don't delay to get over there. You can see it on Friday, November 17th, or Saturday, November 18th, 2017, at 8.30pm each night. Head to here.org h-e-r-e dot o-r-g for a link to tickets and more information and learn more about Paul's excellent work at pfpinto.com thanks to you for listening into the podcast if you dig it please give it a like on Facebook facebook.com slash go see a show follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page until next time go see a show seriously that's so fucking good man it's so good I love it Thank you.